Happy day, Rosal Garcia with Why Jesus. I am hoping you are having a great time being with your family and loved ones, that you guys are being able to stay healthy and safe, and that most of all you are feeling God's love for you and your loved ones. So here we are just a few days before Christmas and we're still on our countdown to Christmas. So today is December 22nd and we are going to read in Luke chapter 22. And um, all the chapters are very important because they're teaching us more and more about who the Savior is and the plan or map that he left behind for us to follow on how we can prepare to live with him and God again. And so we know that we're getting closer to his death. And um, today we're pretty much there. He... Um, we're going to read the account where he literally is making preparation for his last days on earth and has to deal with betrayal and mocking and scourging and persecution. And so let's read and figure out what kind of man because he was an earthly man even though he was perfect he still had to deal with a lot that you and I deal with and that is why he can understand us better than anyone because he has been there he has paid the price for every sin every person um, has ever committed will commit in the future He's paid the price. He's gone through all of those um, different circumstances. And so literally he's the only one that can understand us, the only one that can help us overcome. And so let us go to Luke chapter 22. And it says, Jesus institutes the sacrament. He suffers in Gethsemane and is betrayed and arrested. Peter denies knowing him. Jesus is smitten and mocked. Now the Feast of Unleavened Bread drew nigh, which is called the Passover. And the chief priests and scribes sought how they might kill him, for they feared the people. Then entered Satan into Judas, surname Iscariot being of the number of the twelve. And he went his way and communed with the chief priests and captains how he might betray him unto them. And they were glad and covenanted to give him money. And he promised and sought opportunity to betray him unto them in the absence of the multitude. Then came the day of unleavened bread when the Passover must be killed. And he sent Peter and John, saying, Go and prepare us the Passover that we may eat. And they said unto him, Where wilt thou that we prepare? 
And he said unto them, Behold, when ye are entered into the city, there shall a man meet you bearing a pitcher of water. Follow him into the house where he entered in, and ye shall say unto the good man of the house, The master said unto thee, Where is the guest chamber where I shall eat the Passover with my disciples? And he shall show you a large upper room furnished there make ready. And they went and found as he had said unto them, and they made ready the Passover. And when the hour was come, he sat down and the twelve apostles with him. And he said unto them, With desire I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I say unto you, I will not any more eat thereof until it be fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And he took the cup and gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among yourselves. For I say unto you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God shall come. And he took bread and gave thanks and brake it and gave unto them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you this do in remembrance of me. Likewise also the cup after supper, saying, This cup is a new testament in my blood, which is shed for you. But behold, the hand of him that betrayeth me is with me on the table. And truly the Son of Man goeth as it was determined but woe unto that man by whom he is betrayed. And they began to inquire among themselves which one of them it was that should do this thing. And there was also a strife among them, which of them should be counted the greatest. And he said unto them, The kings of the Gentiles exercise lordship, over them, and they that exercise authority upon them are called benefactors. But ye shall not be so, but he that is greatest among you, let him be as the younger, and he that is chief as he that doth serve. For whether is greater he that sitteth at mean, or he that serveth, is not he that sitteth at meat? But I am among you as he that serveth. Ye are they which have continued with me in my temptations. And I appoint unto you a kingdom, as my Father hath appointed unto me, that ye may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom, and sit on thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel, and the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee, that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. And he said unto him, Lord, I am ready to go with thee, both in prison and to death. And he said, I tell thee, Peter, the cock shall not crow this day before thou shalt thrice deny that thou knowest me. And he said unto them, 
when I sent you without purse and script and shoes, lacked ye anything? And they said, Nothing. Then said he unto them, But now he that hath a purse, let him take it, and likewise his script, and he that hath no sword, let him sell his garment and buy one. For I say unto you that this, that this that is written must yet be accomplished in me. And he was reckoned among the transgressors, for the things concerning me have an end. And they said, Lord, behold, here are two swords. And he said unto them, It is enough. And he came out and went as he wont to the Mount of Olives, and his disciples also followed him. And when he was at the place, he said unto them, Pray that ye enter not into temptation. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's cast, and kneeled down and prayed, saying, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. And there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him. And being in an agony, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was as it were great drops of blood falling down to the ground. And when he arose up from prayer and was come to his disciples, he found them sleeping for sorrow, and said unto them, Why sleep ye? Arise and pray, lest ye enter into temptation. And while he yet spake, behold, a multitude, and he that was called Judas, one of the twelve, went before them, and drew near unto Jesus to kiss him. But Jesus said unto him, Judas, betrayest thou the Son of Man with a kiss? When they which were about him saw what would follow, they said unto him, Lord, shall we smite with the sword? And one of them smote the servant of the high priest and cut off his right ear. And Jesus answered and said, Suffer ye thus far. And he touched his ear and healed him. Then Jesus said unto the chief priests and captains of the temple and the elders which were come to him, Be ye come out as against a thief with swords and staves? When I was daily with you in the temple, ye stretched forth no hands against me, but this is your hour and the power of darkness. Then they took him and led him and brought him into the high priest's house, and Peter followed afar of. And when they had kindled a fire in the midst of the hall, and were set down together, Peter sat down among them. But a certain maid beheld him as he sat by the fire, and earnestly looked upon him, and said, This man was also with him. And he denied him, saying, Woman, I know him not. And after a little while another saw him and said, Thou art also of them. And Peter said, Man, I am not. And about the space of an hour after another confidently affirmed, saying, Of a truth, this fellow also was with him, for he is a Galilean. And Peter said, Man, I know not what thou sayest. 
and immediately while he yet spake the cock crew and the lord turned and looked upon peter and peter remembered the word of the lord how he had said unto him before the cock crow thou shalt deny me thrice and peter went out and wept bitterly and the man that held jesus mocked him and smote him and when they had blindfolded him they struck him on the face and asked him saying prophesy who is it that smote thee and many other things blasphemously spake they against him and as soon as it was the day the elders of the people and the chief priest and the scribes came together and led him into their council saying art thou the christ tell us and he said unto them if i tell you you will not believe and if i also ask you you will not answer me nor let me go hereafter shall the son of man sit on the right hand of the power of god then say they all art thou then the son of god and he said unto them ye say that i am and they said what need we any further witness for we ourselves have heard of his own, have heard of his own mouth wow so much to digest on this chapter um we can all take something different what whatever calls our attention the most um and there's several things that are happening in my mind as I was reading. Uh, one of them is that even in the darkest time in his life, uh, when he was betrayed and, you know, they were arresting him, and his disciples are trying to figure out whether they should fight with the sword or not and how they can defend him and protect him. Uh, one of them, and I do believe it was Peter, um, smote the ear of a soldier and Jesus stopped them and said that's not the way to handle things and he healed he touched his ear and healed his ear and so to me that is such an incredible way of showing his love for us I mean, here was his enemy arresting him, and it could have been justified um, that he was being, you know, um, that he, you know, needed to uh, have someone defend him, and he stopped his disciples from violence and bloodshed and showed his love and mercy for the soldier that was arresting him and healed him and you know 
he asked of Judas, is this how thou betrayest me with a kiss? And then he asked the priest and the scribes, well, interesting that all this time that I've been at the temple with you guys, you guys never showed any aggression towards me or anything like that, but here you are. And so he was still showing them with humility and power and authority um, that he knows them. He knows their thoughts. He knows who they are. He knows what they're doing. Um, and yet in, he's not letting his disciples uh, defend him or protect him like he could have easily when he was being arrested for literally nothing other than, you know, Judas Iscariot got together with these priests um, in what I call a secret combination to, he sold out for money. He sold out and sold his savior to the scribes for money and his soul to Satan for betraying him. And, you know, sometimes you wonder how much power Satan has over all of us. And here it clearly shows that money is very important to some and that they will do anything for money and um, that they will go into secret combinations to plot and to get gain all for money and you know this was no exception this is how the savior was betrayed um, and so you know that carries on to our day and age um, how many people have sold our country for money how many people are against those that want to help us all for money they don't want to help us because then that would mean that they would not have as much for themselves and so I mean, we saw how the Lord handled himself. And literally, violence is not the way he taught us that, even in his worst moments, as we will read further. Um, he still showed love and compassion and mercy towards his enemies. And um, that is incredible uh, that he left us that amazing legacy and the part that most caught my attention here is as he literally went to the garden of gethsemane and the mountain of mount of olives and asked you know as any human would have do i really have to go through this father um i really don't want to do this but 
nevertheless, n not my will be done, by, but thy will. Let thy will be done. He accepted the fact that he was going to be atoning for all of our sins, yet he knew that it was needed, that he had agreed to this, that he is our Savior, and he did it for love and mercy and compassion for all of us because we couldn't do it for ourselves. And so I am grateful that for a second he called out to his father saying, do I really have to do this? But in another nanosecond, he said, I'll do it. Let's get this taken care of. And he atoned for all of our sins. He paid the price for all of the sins of the world. Uh, the big sins, the little sins, the horrific, the you name it everything he paid the price for everything and um the scripture says that his sweat were like drops of blood and so he basically went through the pain for you and I and because of that nobody nobody will ever understand us like he does and even in our darkest hour he understands how to help us. And so I'm hoping that you and I and everybody else out there who are yet to see our darkest hour will remember that we need to hold on to Jesus and call upon him. And just like he said to his apostles, you need to pray always that you may not fall into temptation. Well, Yes, we need to pray always that we will not fall and give in to um, us giving up our freedoms, us giving up all that we have known. Pray often that we will be strong and call upon him for help and and for comfort. And he will be there. And I want you guys to know that that is the case I have put that to the test and the Savior not once has never disappointed and given me comfort during my trials and I know that he will continue to do that and so hoping that you will ponder what was the most important from this particular chapter um, there was so much but I tell you um, one of the things that stuck out to me is that he said when the scribes were coming with Judas Iscariot, he was saying, well, you know, why are you doing this when I was among you and you didn't show any aggression towards me? Why are you doing this now? And he says, I guess this is your, you know, darkest hour in your time of power. And Satan has to have that darkest hour and time of power over us. How are you and I going to handle it? He just showed us that it is through him and his love and asking him for strength to overcome that we can do the same. So 
With that, this is Rosa Garcia with Why Jesus.